It's not over yet, of course. Looks like it may once again come down to the great state of Georgia. When that happened in 2020, as a fellow Southerner, I had nothing but Game of Thrones lines going through my head. Just, <laughs> if you're looking for justice, you've come to the wrong place. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. No, not in Georgia. Too many whites with walkers down there. You know what I'm saying? But turned out I was wrong. Georgia pulled it out, you know, and they can do it again, right? Got another runoff. I know Herschel Walker's excited. Heard it was a runoff, started stretching his hammies out. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, oh, I know I'm faster than this guy. That's why I ran in the first place. They told me it was a race. I said, I ain't never lost a race. I'm glad I'm getting to the running part of this. <laughs> the man's brain don't work, y'all. Do the right thing, Georgia. Love y'all. That is Trey Crowder, who, by the way, is coming to Atlanta on his comedy tour January 27th. You know I'm going to get the information. I'm going to be hawking that. In fact, I'm going to try and get him on this show because... Well, he's Trey Crowder, the liberal redneck. Adore him, uh, as well as his uh, good friend, Corey Ryan Forster, who is from, I believe, Northwest Georgia. That would be Marjorie Taylor Green territory. This is The Ron Show, by the way, on the America One Radio app and on americaoneradio.com. Email ron at ronshowatl.com. You can call the show directly or text it if you'd like, 404-919-2725. Little housekeeping. I think I gave out the wrong phone number one day last week because I had somebody call me from a similar number. He's like... Dude, what are you doing? Sorry. And sorry to anybody who called that not at all angry gentleman. You can call me. 404-919-2725. Okay, weather-wise, it looks like we're out of the woods as far as uh, deluges. There is about a 20% chance of rain in the 6 o'clock hour in North... Uh, West Georgia and in metro Atlanta as well, but it's going to be very spotty as opposed to this morning and yesterday, which was just a deluge. Also, looking at Fulton County wait times, all right, Fulton County, either there aren't a whole lot of people voting or there are a lot of polling places, all 249 according to their map, with waits of less than 30 minutes. I'm seeing a lot of one zero one two minute. Yeah, I mean, this this is looking good, y'all. Zero, oh, three minutes at the Antioch Baptist Family Center. Plan ahead. Uh, 20 minutes at the Arthur Langford Recreation Center. That seems to be about the worst of what I even see. I'm not going to sit here and scroll through all 249, though, because we've got other things to talk about on this show. Uh, suffice to say, it appears that the early vote windows, uh, while very long, very dissuasive. I mean, I waited literally 112 minutes and I'm not complaining. I mean, it was a nice afternoon. It was, you know, pleasant, sunny in mid sixties, a little breeze. So it wasn't a terrible wait out there, but a day like today or yesterday, if we had early voting yesterday, it would have been just miserable, right? Um, it, it would seem that yes, the, the window itself, the window of time and the Staffing issues, making it so that there were only so many places to early vote were a bit of a hindrance. But trust me, that's not a flaw. That's, that's, a, that's part of the design of SB202. Even, even noting that we got the extra day of early voting on Saturday. And what did they say? What did they say? Like 40,000 people voted that? I could be underselling that. But 70,000. Okay. So... Tens of thousands voted on that one particular Saturday. And in a razor-thin race, 70,000 votes might be the difference. We're seeing uh, folks uh, polling showing uh, anywhere from 1% to 3% gap, maybe. And 
think the most I've seen is four to six percent. Uh, in fact, that was uh, Douglas Blackman who said it might be four to six percent without the uh, Ralph Reed factor rallying folks to the polls. So one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting that um, Greg Bluestein from the AJC was giving us some snapshots of voters and what they say and why they would vote for the person that they're voting for. And <laughs> I'm just going to read for you, uh, first of all, Alexander Woodall, age 20, uh, voting for Herschel Walker because of his sense of humor. He's a funny guy, Woodall told uh, Taylor Rycroft. If they're not going to do anything up in Washington, they may as well be entertaining. <sighs> okay, maybe people under 21 shouldn't get to vote. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, John Mark Stevenson cast his ballot uh, in West Cobb. I grew up loving Herschel Walker, and not just because of football. He's the better of the two candidates. I don't particularly agree with everything that he stands for, but of the two, Herschel. Oh, boy. Now let's contrast this with the voters who said they're going to support Warnock. Uh, Brittany Brakeford, relieved that the 2022 election is behind her now that she voted for Warnock. I've seen him try. I've seen him strive. When Herschel's doing his public appearances, he's talking about things that have nothing to do with anything. Hmm? Werewolves and vampires? That's not nothing. Sandrina Kuranga uh, said that the candidate's stances on policy issues weren't a determining factor. It came down to a character-based decision, she said, of her support for Warnock. I want to be proud of who is representing my state. Jeffrey Farek and uh, Katie Lucure say voting is something they can do about issues like gun control and women's rights. You try to do what you can, and a lot of times it feels like it's harder to know how to help or to feel like you're being heard. Apparently voting for Warnock. Elise Payne said addressing poverty and mental health care are the deciding issues for her as she cast her ballot. I'm more focused on who you are as a person and your impact on the community. Not necessarily stating who she's voting for, but can we not infer? Uh, Vince Todd. He arrived just before 7 a.m. and was the 50th in line uh, in Atlanta. I wanted to see who I wanted in there. Warnock. I believe in him. So I got to get out there. Uh Uh-oh, this just in. I believe Kelly Loeffler has been triggered, y'all. Kelly tweeted around 9 a.m., one hour into voting, and armed groups of Black Panthers are now reportedly patrolling certain voting locations in GA. Georgians, as we look further into these reports, do not be intimidated by the left's scare tactics. Don't let them win. Make your voice heard for Herschel Walker. First of all, Kelly, I have to ask, why do you assume African-Americans who show up at polling places rocking military fatigue and weapons are on the left? Obviously, they're Second Amendment enthusiasts. Those folks don't tend to be on the left, Kelly. Why would you just innately run right to that thought? Black, armed, obviously leftist. Okay, let me give you the story real quick. The headline from Fox 5 Atlanta reads, Group to deploy armed guards near Georgia polling places during Senate runoff. The organization, the new Black Panther Party, and other black armed groups say that they will position armed patrols at several polling places in the Atlanta and Savannah areas. No one will come and touch, harm, threaten, do anything to any person walking into that voting booth to exercise that right, according to Kalita Ramlabastas at a press conference on Monday. The group says it's not to intimidate anyone, and they do not endorse either candidate. They say instead, it's an effort to protect voters 
from threats or intimidation. Why, Mrs. Leffler, what's wrong with this? These are just fine, upstanding Americans exercising their Second Amendment rights. 